0: good morning everybody I say good morning everybody I'm so glad to see you here today my name is Jackie Lewis if it's your very first time here give us a wave yay welcome we're so glad you're here thank you for coming welcome to you out there in the interweb isn't it amazing that people are joining our church from all around the country are you excited Well, today is the first Sunday of Advent. Uh, this is the season of uh, four weeks of kind of anticipating the birth of the, of the Christ child. We begin the Advent season uh, with a word of hope. There's a tradition in this Advent cycle that we move from darkness into light. So I'm so excited today that the Salwani Joiner family is gonna be lighting the first candle. We'll come to that in just a moment. Um, Let me just let you know that also there's a bunch of beautiful things happening all during Advent. I'll start with the big thing that on Christmas Eve we're going to be at Marble Collegiate Church on Christmas Eve at 9 o'clock in the noche. So please put that on your calendar and make sure that you come be with us. They have more space. They're very excited. So 9 o'clock, a gospel throwdown on Christmas Eve. We'll be here Christmas morning, um, softer, gentler, but here nonetheless on Christmas morning. And every Sunday, we hope that you'll come and have this journey with us, a journey into the light, uh, into God's reign on earth is what we're celebrating. Um, There is going to be an Advent Bible study, so a way to get your uh, extra special juice uh, from God on at that time. Um, Let me just also say that next Sunday, December 5th, the second Sunday in Advent, we're calling Resilience Sunday. It is the 4th of December, and on the 5th will be the two-year commemoration of the fire that took our sanctuary. So we're gonna worship here, and we're gonna walk ourselves down to 7th Street and 2nd Avenue and take flowers or mementos or pictures and um, honor that space, the space that we love and miss, okay? Um, I wanna invite you to take a deep breath with me. And then we're gonna invite Mira and her beautiful family to come and light the candle, welcome.
1: Good morning, everybody. My name is Reverend Mira Solani Joyner, and this is my beautiful family. Now, we're all M's, but let's introduce, I'll introduce everyone real quick. This is Mike, Maya, Misha, and Michaela. You can take your mask off. (laughs) Middle family. On this first Sunday of Advent, we sit in the darkness, waiting for the light to come. We pray for a world troubled with racial ethnic strife, with gun violence, with oppression directed at those who are not white, not male, not Christian, not straight. We mourn with our indigenous family for land stolen, lives lost, for erasure of their story.
2: We give thanks that we know how the story goes, and we have hope that light will crash into the darkness.
3: God's love will reign
2: on earth as in heaven. Peace will guide the planet, and love will rule the world. We light this candle with hope.
1: Amen.
3: Spirit and join us in the opening hymn. So, this is, oh, oh. my no. word. Sometimes you don't know your own strength. Look at God. <laughs> Onliners, this is not, don't try this at home. Vibranium. Um That's The vibranium. vibranium. Okay, so, um, you know, we do a lot of uh, big joyful things at Middle. Uh, in music and and in the way that we carry ourselves. But in this moment when Jackie said we're going from dark to light, it's a little bit different, right? So I invite you in this moment to really absorb this next what's called Taizé music and just kind of let it enter into your body as a moment that you breathe in hope and it's not quite where we should be, but there's something inside that really calls us into a new space.
2: Friends, I would love to invite the young and the young at heart to come down to the stage with me for the message for all ages. I know we have more young at heart here. I'm looking at a bunch of them, so. Me. Welcome in, friends. Okay, so, I'm gonna try to, I haven't practiced this with a mic, so we're gonna do this. What does the word hope mean? That's okay. So, <laughs> so, you know, hope is like a desire, it's an anticipation, it's a trust that something is going to happen. Usually something good, right? So, as Miss Mira, and some of you said earlier today and let us know today, it's the first Sunday in Advent and we lit the candle for hope, right? And part of why uh, this is the hope candle is because many, 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 many years ago, there were some prophets who had heard that there might be a baby going to be born who would change the world. And they were hopeful that that baby would be born, that it was true, and that baby was Jesus. And Jesus brought love into the world. Now, while that is true, this candle for me also symbolizes all of you, because you give me hope that the world is going to be a better place. That when so many grown ups sometimes choose to be hateful, you all choose love, and that love always wins. So Miss Mira is going to give everybody two pipe cleaners. I know it's so exciting, but don't do anything with them just yet, okay? I wonder if you could all tell me, you know, Jesus brought love into the world to spread hope, okay? I wonder if you could tell me one word or one phrase that you can bring into this world to spread hope. My friends online, you can go ahead and put it in the chat. What's a word or a phrase that you can bring into this world to spread hope? Truth. Truth. We can spread hope by bringing truth into the world. Empathy. Community. I heard, I heard Young at Heart over there say it out loud and proud. Empathy. Empathy. I love that. We could bring a positive attitude. We could bring friendship. We could bring peace, right? And so this first pipe cleaner, whether you said it out loud or you said it in your heart, this first pipe cleaner can become a bracelet, it could become a necklace, a ring, you could put it on your toy, you could put it on your dresser. This pipe cleaner is our physical commitment together in community to spread hope with whatever word we said out loud or in our heart. So if that was empathy, that was community, that's your symbol of commitment. And as we get ready to sing Sia and head to our seats, I want all of you to take your second pipe cleaner, and I want you to pick a grown-up in the audience. You don't have to know them. And in fact, that's better. And I want you to give them a pipe cleaner. Because what you're doing with that pipe cleaner, it's a symbol of you spreading hope to them and asking them to make a commitment to spread hope to somebody else. Does that sound okay? Can you do that? So one for you and one for another grown-up. Yeah, can we do it? Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's sing Siyahumba and head to our seats.
1: Today's Prayers of the People will be a short walk down memory lane. Do you all remember our Art and Soul Sunday worship nights? Yeah, lots of nods from from the congregation. Well, I wasn't there, so this will be a new visit for me, but um, our Prayers of the People will be an homage to that. We have a video of the song Be Grateful that will be sung by Cassandra Kellum, together with the Middle Community Chorus, who is conducted by Titus Burgess. God
4: has not promised me sunshine,
1: I truly look forward to reviving our art and soul Sunday night worships in our new building. I invite you to please all rise in body and spirit as we pray the Lord's Prayer together. We have a version in our bulletin, or you can pray the one that you know. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day of our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For yours is the reign, and the power, and the glory. Friends, family, siblings, whatever kind of day you had, whatever week that you had, I pray that it is in this space that you can feel at peace, that you can feel the presence of God and be reminded that the presence of God is with you always. So in this time, I invite you to share that greeting of peace with one another, reminding one another that peace is and will always be with you. Greet one another in peace. It is still, COVID is still a thing. The flu is also a thing now. So just read one another's level of com- comfortibli- comfortability. <laughs> this morning is hard. Peace be with you.
5: Come into
0: alive indeed. That was so beautiful. Thank y'all. Thank you for the movie magic. John, thank you and Tina for doing such a beautiful job with the kids. And <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when the kids got facial hair though. I'm, I'm confused <laughs> by that because I'm sorry, but Luton and Adrian, and I have not aged a day since we met 18 years ago. Not even a day. And then these grown-looking men, what's this about? Anyway, all right, thank you all, thank you so much. Lipstick on the girls, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I hope you had a beautiful holiday. It's a complicated time. We need these times out, don't we? John and I like watched West Wing like addicts. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes. (laughs) My butt is flat from sitting on the couch, I'll tell you what. But I just had such an important do-nothing time with my man, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for you. And let's leave that in the sermon, Jeff, when it's time. But flat butt, obsessed with TV, right? Anybody else, like, just fiend out over the weekend? Okay, Okay, i get your confessions later. I know you did. Listen for a word. Uh, from God in scripture. This is Isaiah 2, verses 1 through 5. I think probably some of the most famous words in all of scripture. We most, most of us know this almost by heart. This is the message Isaiah got regarding Judah and Jerusalem. There's a day coming when the mountain of God's house will be the mountain, solid, towering over all The mountains. All nations will river toward it. People from all over set out for it. They'll say, come, let's climb God's mountain. Go to the house of the God of Jacob. God will show us the way God works so we can live the way we're made to. Zion's the source of the revelation. God's message comes from Jerusalem. God will settle things fairly between the nations. God will make things right between many people. This is the part you know. They'll turn their swords into plowshares. They'll turn their spears into pruning hooks. No more will nation fight nation. They won't play war games anymore. Come, family of Jacob, let's live in the light of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And as we seek to hear a word from you, Holy One, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is such a powerful prophecy that's repeated almost verbatim in Micah, chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Sometime in the eighth century before the Common Era, someone writing as Isaiah and someone else writing as Micah had the same vision, a vision for world peace. Uh, While I'm confessing crazy things, our family used to actually sit together and watch The Ed Sullivan Show but also those beauty pageants. I'm not kidding, like everyone, Miss World, Miss Universe, Miss Thing, Miss Stuff, all the things, we'd watch it. And when I was a little girl, I was kind of intrigued by all the women, no matter how tall or what color their hair. You'd say, what do you want? They'd be like, world peace. (laughs) I stand for world peace. Cool. (laughs) Working for world peace seemed like such a lofty vision, but something to hope for. I'm 63. John says, stop saying that. (laughs) He's he's my people. He's like, girl, no. I'm, I'm 63, though, and I'm kind of proud of it. I'm a baby boomer, and I feel like I have lived the whole thing, all the things, all the things. The tumult of the clash between white fascist racism and the Southern Freedom Movement. Right? The Vietnam War and the protest for peace. God, I was wanting to be old enough to be at Kent State, protesting for peace. The rising up at Stonewall and in San Francisco for LGBTQIA++ rights. Feminism and the burning of bras. (laughs) I didn't get things for bras until I was 30, but let's talk about that another time. So I wasn't burning anything in those days. Here I am now, It's true, a half a century later, and we're fighting the same fights. I am having to laugh at it because it's so permanent. It's so ubiquitous, right? A pastor in Canada last week dared to preach and post in the media, as opposed to being horrified and ashamed of himself. He was like, yeah, I'm glad they killed the five. Bad word. I'm glad they killed them. Why? Because they're queer And they might be molesting kids with their eyeballs. A pastor in a church said that out loud and posted it in the media. The father of the shooter was relieved to find out that his child had only killed the gay people, not that he was gay. He was like, wow, at least he's not gay. What in the hell? Heck. People with wombs are forced to keep babies that they don't need or want to have. The Supreme Court is going to keep on pressing to gut the voting rights bill, the voting rights bill, because we're post-racial, and we don't need that or affirmative action anymore. White women make only 83 cents on the dollar to white non-Hispanic men, did you know that? 83 cents, and that's better than it's ever been. But guess what? Black women, depending on what state you're in, make 45 to 64 cents on the dollar to white men. When I say that, it hurts people's feelings, I've been told. But guess what? No puede equal. We are not equal, and we have not overcome. There is no more war in Vietnam, and there's no more uh, war, quote, against terror, but there is a terrible war waging in this nation, and it's gun violence. You can't go to the store, to the mall, to the mosque, to the church, to the Walmart, to the club, to dance. You're not safe anywhere. All of my friends tell me when they go in public places now, they make their exit plan. Where's the door? How will I get out? And since the shooting in Colorado, that was only, what, six days ago? Colorado, Illinois, Oklahoma, Virginia, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania. Mass shootings. But, you know, the Second Amendment, blah, blah, blah. Isaiah and Micah are both urging a shared journey between God and the people, between the Holy One of Israel and the people of God. They're not saying God's going to come and beat you up, y'all. They're actually saying God has the word. God has the word, the teaching, the wisdom. And if you go to the mountain, if you go up to the mountain, you're gonna hear God's word, God's wisdom, God's plan, God's Torah. And when you hear it, it's going to transform your life and it's going to make you then transform the world. You, the people, are gonna transform the world into a place that's safe for the babies, a place where people have enough, a place where the violence of guns and swords disappears, but also the violence of lies and cheating and prejudice and bias and hatred, the violence that is interpersonal, intrapersonal, because we just can't bear, some of us, when people are different than we are. Did this mean, I ask myself as I read this text, that you had to go to Zion, that you had to go to Israel, that you had to go to that mountain to hear the word of God? Well, some people think so. Some people think so, and that's why we have a white nationalist Christian movement. Because if you have to go to Israel, to Jerusalem, to hear the word of God, well, then it's my job as a nice white Christian to make sure everybody gets there. Are you with me? To convert them, to transform them. And we end up with a white nationalist movement that also thinks Why protect the environment? Why heal the world? Because actually, in the plan of God, hear me putting that in quotes, in the plan of God, the world must come to a screeching halt and end in destruction in order for Jerusalem to really rise up again and for God to save the people. I know, Adrian's looking at me like, what? It's in there. (laughs) It's in there. And the preachers who don't do their work preach indiscriminately. Take thyself off thy shores, escape thy monarchy, get in the boats, go to America, quote, discover the people, and convert the heathens. That's where it started. It started with the church. It started with the people misunderstanding a text like this to make us think, them think, that their job was to Christianize the world, even if it meant killing the Muslims, even if it meant exterminating the Jews. And God knows, even if it meant keeping the black people in chains, which was their duty, their holy work, so they too could die and go to heaven. What a downer you are today, Jackie. (laughs) It's almost Christmas, girl, pick it up. can't help it. I don't feel down so much as I feel bored. (laughs) Bored with these stupid stories that we keep repeating over and over again about nice white people in tall hats coming to America and having a nice meal with the indigenous people in 1621. Blah, 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 sharing the food. Blah, blah, turkeys. Blah, blah, dressing. What about if we put some truth in it? What about if instead of circulating lies that make us feel good, not us, but lots of people feel good? What about if we tried to listen for the word of God on the mountain? Not the mountain in Jerusalem, but maybe the mountain in Inwood? My Lenape brothers love that mountain. They do. They say it's a place where they feel a lot of holiness. All of the major religions, all of the ancient cultures go to the mountain to touch base with the holy. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's ubiquitous to get up high so you can see what's happening, so you can hear better what's happening. What if we decide to get up high enough, Ruby would say, in our spiritual consciousness, Ruby Sales would say, get up high enough in our spiritual consciousness that we can hear God saying, stop lying. Stop pretending like white's better. Stop pretending like anything got discovered. Stop erasing the stories of indigenous people. Stop colluding with white supremacy, even in our black households, if we don't just teach our children true stories that they can actually understand and get. They don't need myths, magical myths, to understand that God is love and wants us to love each other and take care of the world. What if this Advent we trafficked in truth, What if we dismantled even our own Christian myths enough, just enough, to give our children a hermeneutic of suspicion about what the church can do and has done to the world? I'm not down so much as I am tired. I'm tired of tinsel and jingle bells. I'm tired of myths of white supremacy and patriarchy. I'm tired of the way those stories get in us and stick in us, so much so that we feel uncomfortable with the other stories. And the other stories are, those pilgrims, I saw some, <laughs> I saw some memes, those pilgrims were hosted by Americans, or by Lenape, or Delaware, or, okay? They didn't discover anything. They took the land and they killed the people, and they caused disease, and they built this nation on stolen land by stolen bodies, and that's the truth. That's the truth. So we're not going to get to the peace, and the guns into plowshares, and the swords beaten down to holes. I mean, the kind of holes that you till with, just to be clear. We're not going to get to that without reconciliation, and we're not going to get even to that without conciliation, because we means we were on the same page, and we're not. We can't get to peace without truth. We can't get to peace without truth. And we don't have to go to Israel to get truth. But I think we do have to listen to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Leah, and I think we do have to listen to the love in the universe that actually is bigger than God, Wow, well, bigger than a name, bigger than one source. Are you feeling me? There is the kind of love in the universe that is taught in all of the major religions, and I'm going to call it Ubuntu, which is to say, I am who I am because you are who you are. We are human together. And because we're human together, we need to heal the world of the lies that pull us apart. I'm one with you and you are one with me and it doesn't matter how we name God or if we don't name God at all and what if that's the advent what if the way to the future is a ubiquitous face simply called love love, love period and that everything else is commentary and the commentary causes crazy pastors to be glad queer people are killed in dance bars, are you kidding me I want us to repent of that. I want us to turn away from that. And at middle church, we would never preach or think anything like that. But we might have our own churchy stuff. We just might have our own churchy stuff. And our churchy stuff can cause harm if we're not careful. What if we get up on the mountain of our higher consciousness What if we understand that we, too, are divine? What if we understand that inside us is love so potent, so powerful? It can't wait to be unleashed. What if we understood that my skin is a fake barrier between me and Mira, and yours is, too? What if we breathe one breath, love with one heart, care with one soul? What if we dismantle the structures, even the religious structures, that cause us to kill each other's spirits? What if instead, what if instead we wait knowing that we're the ones that we're waiting for? What if we use these four weeks to love better? to love harder, to love freer, to unchurchy ourselves and to get jiggy with God (laughs) who does not need a church or a wreath or my voice to make herself apparent to you. What if that's the journey we take together? Will you come with me on a journey past churchy to love. Yeah. Period. Come yeah. on.
6: South Dakota Middle family. My name is Carol and I use she, her pronouns. I became a member of Middle Church during the pandemic after walking past the church multiple times while visiting our daughter in the East Village. The day the church was handing out communion on the street was the day I knew I needed to know more about Middle Church. I was searching for a home that lives its faith outside of its physical walls. One that would challenge and educate me in the path to loving all of my neighbors. So, I listened to my heart and joined Middle Church, even though it is 1,347 miles away. And you know what? I found my home at Middle. I participate in online worship, the voting project group, book studies and discussions, webinars, and so much more. Check out all of our programs under Engage on the website. Your passions will find a home at Middle Church. You can join our movement by visiting middlechurch.org backslash join. <laughs> I said backslash? I know. <laughs> I need to start over. Yep. Yeah. Let's try that again. You can join our movement by visiting middlechurch.org backslash join. Be sure to sign up for one of our new member classes online so we can get to know you better. Middle Church is a multicultural, multi-ethnic, intergenerational movement of spirit and justice powered by fierce, revolutionary love with room for all. As the song says, we're the ones we've been waiting for. I give monthly to Middle Church via online donations at middlechurch.org donate, or you can use the QR code on the screen for Venmo. Of course, a movement like ours needs your gift of treasure, but we also look forward to your gifts of service through your time and talents. Partner with us to reclaim and reframe Christianity in all spaces. And a gentle reminder to join me in supporting our new physical church by completing your three-year pledge to the Middle Rising Campaign, also on the website. Blessings to you all and hope to see you soon.
7: hear babies cry.
1: Jackie just gave a gift this morning, the gift of that Sermon of Truth. Because she gave that gift, the vision, this picture of a wonderful world that our brother Ellington sang is that much more possible. Faithful God, thank you that you give the gift of abundant eternal life. You are the supplier of all the good gifts we have. Your generosity overflows to us. Everything we have is a gift from you. We give back our offerings of time, labor, and monetary gifts. We give them to you from the abundant blessings that you have given to us. May our gifts be acceptable in your sight, O God. May our partnership with you in these gifts advance your truth so we can get to peace in all the names that you are known by. Amen. Amen.
3: And if you will remain standing as we get ready for our closing
1: hymn, and just a couple of
3: words of instructione. Can you give me the key? The key for it good so we have one part that's the leader part and i'm just going to look for a couple of people that just go
5: oh freedom oh freedom oh
3: freedom that's all you got to do oh fabian okay buddy come on over there oh madge sure right over here (laughs) look look how god works they just pick me pick me
0: yes yes Yes.
3: Yes.
0: Come, Come sing.
3: Okay. Come on, so there's only on. three lines. Let's there's there's, need, there's oh freedom. Up
0: in here. here we go. There's
3: oh yes I know, <laughs> and there's oh Jesus, right? And just listen for it, y'all will get it. So just to just to just to test it, onliners, don't try this at home. So <laughs> it's. Do oh, turn I
5: know. Oh yes I know, oh yes I know, oh yes I know,
3: that's all it is. Now that's their job, your job is different. (laughs) So, freedom
5: is coming, freedom is coming, freedom is coming, oh yes I know, Freedom freedom is coming,
8: freedom is coming,
5: freedom is coming. Yes, I know
3: Freedom is coming Freedom is coming just have to watch for the leads, because they may say, oh, Jesus, and then the words change. You can't be on automatic pilot. And then they might say, oh, yes, I know. And then, oh, yes, I know comes up. Are you ready? Yes, yes I love that. Yes. Okay, onliners, please sing with us. You always do the best. I don't want to pick favorites, but you sound great. Okay, so here we go.
0: Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Ellington, for that beautiful solo. John? John needs a new music stand. Thank you, Spontaneous Choir. So, so, so listen, y'all. I'm neither overwhelmed with sorrow nor defeated by the hot mess of the world, just to be crystal clear. I have so much hope for all that we can do together because the truth of the matter is you're fierce and love always wins in the end. It does. So we can't be pretending about stuff. (laughs) We can keep it real and keep it honest. But also the honest thing is to own our power, to own the power that we have together, to own the power that we have in God's reign, to own the truth that God came all the way down, to be in the midst of us, and then to take us up the mountain to higher consciousness, take us up where we can see what God sees, be how God is, love like God loves. That's not so churchy, but that's lots of love. And I think that's God's plan for humanity. That's what the prophets say, and I believe them. So I want us to go into the world with our eyes wide open, looking for signs of God at work every day, all the time, in your world, at your job, in your family, at the choir, on the street, in the grocery store, on the subway. Look for signs of God showing you who God is and what God can do, and know that you are a part of it. Amen. Amen.